It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Locked On Knicks, a special guest from the opposite side of the world today. It's Kane Pittman, the host of Locked On Bucks. I go solo with him to discuss everything Jason Kidd. We also get into a little bit of Kane's journey to America, which I talked a tiny bit about on yesterday's podcast, but it's really, really interesting. He, he paid out of his own pocket to come and cover the Bucks at the time. They were sort of an average team in the Eastern Conference, but... He, he was a lifelong Bucks fan going all the way back to the days of Ray Allen and was intrigued by getting to see the prime of someone that he predicted would one day be one of the greatest players in the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And boy, he was right. Giannis now on the precipice of back-to-back MVPs. What a cool journey. So we get into that and everything Jason Kidd is a potential Knicks head coach right now with Locked On Bucks, Kane Pittman. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is all rebound back up off the glass. It's good. Brings the next one in What he does is contagious. Oh, Robinson with a catch and slam. Across the lane. Knox foul from behind. Got it. And one to Trier. Trier drives. Becomes infectious. Becomes infectious. You are Locked On Knicks. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So as promised, we are now joined by Locked On Bucks host Kane Pittman, who is joining us from across the world in Australia. Uh, good morning, Kane. <laughs> I hope everything's good there. Uh, how, how are you uh, holding up through all this? I, I assume things are a little less crazy in Australia than they are in America. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. They are. The things have been pretty under control over here. We've had, let's say we've had a mini spike in the state that I'm living in. And when I say a mini spike, I really mean a mini spike, like 20 cases a day we're getting at the moment. Um, So, you know, I'm normally based in Milwaukee. I left Milwaukee to come back home once the NBA season was shut down. But uh, just for a comparison, the city of Milwaukee has had four times, I think, more deaths than the whole country of Australia. So, yeah, Australia's done a... A decent job of it so far. Let's no, say it's, that. It's, it's, it's good to hear that the rest of the world is a, a little saner, <laughs> a, little, a little more under control, a little, a little bit more science and database. It's, really, it's, it's a relief. Um, I, you, you were telling me a little bit before we started recording, but I, I wanted to get into it just for a second because I thought it was so cool that um, I grew up in Australia. Last two years uh, for ESPN Australia, you ended up covering the Bucks in Milwaukee. Um, I, I'm just, I'm sure that was just an incredible experience. I mean, getting to one, follow the team, two, the run they've been on the last two years, three, just the, the culture shock, I'm sure, from going to from Melbourne to Milwaukee. Just what what was that journey like for you as, as quickly as you could sum it up over the last yeah. two years? Yeah, it's been really fun. So I've always been a Bucks fan. I, I loved Ray Allen way back in the in the early 2000s. So the chance to go over there has been really cool. I, I freelance, so I do a bunch of stuff for ESPN Australia, but also NBA.com. So I'm not, I haven't got a full-time job here. A lot of it's been... 
um, out of my own pocket, but it's been a really cool experience. And I've been fortunate enough that the last two seasons, uh, the Bucks have been pretty damn good and they had a fun playoff run last year and watching Giannis on a daily basis is, uh, has been a lot of fun. So I, I've been pretty fortunate. Unfortunately, uh, this season got cut a little bit short right when we thought we were going to have another pretty exciting playoff run, but uh, I guess that's the way it goes. What was the, uh, if there was like one like single, like, greatest moment maybe it was an interaction with a guy on the team or just or just a game that you were at like what what was kind of like the biggest highlight for you over these last two years well the playoff run was awesome even though the bucks lost that game six in toronto being in in toronto for that series was a lot of fun and and even the city of milwaukee i think over the the course of the playoffs they haven't had a lot of success first time they won a playoff series uh, since since that 2001 team so being in the city, the thousands of people who were outside during the watch parties, during road games, uh, it, it was really crazy. I, I think that was probably the best experience, just being there. And, and obviously it ended devastatingly for the fans and, and the people there who thought that they were on the verge of having NBA finals. But uh, for them, and it, it was a really cool experience for a city that loves sports but <laughs> hasn't had too much success, certainly in the NBA. Yeah, no, that was, I mean, what what a turnaround. I, I would, I'd love to get further into it, but we were here with a specific purpose in mind, talking about a, a little bit of a, a darker era for the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> so certainly with some pros, and uh, that's Jason Kidd's time with the team, obviously. He's scheduled to be uh, one of, I think now it's, it, every day it expands. Like, I, I just think it's going to be 50 candidates before we're done, but I think officially it's, it's 11 or 12 people who are scheduled to be interviewed for the Knicks head coaching job. Jason Kidd now an assistant with the Lakers, obviously, for, for I believe, three seasons there, the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. And I, I guess the way I'm going to start, like, we, we, we've done a couple of these episodes on, on Tom Thibodeau, and, and we've gone for these comprehensive breakdowns. But I, I think I'm going to take a little bit of a tact, which, different tact with Jason Kidd, because I'm so, like, totally turned off by him being the Knicks head coach. I, I almost I, I want to start with some positives. Can you can you make a case for me why Jason Kidd maybe maybe in a second run as a head coach would would potentially be a good fit for the Knicks if you think there are any redeeming qualities there? Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. So actually, I, I went through an oatmeal phase for quite a long time, and look, oatmeal's delicious. It's like it gives you a ton of energy. The issue is, like, I've always found with me, like, I like to eat big portions for breakfast. I'm, I'm 6'3". I might, I'm 25, but I only hit puberty a couple of years ago, so I think I might still be growing. Um, but it just, it, it sort of, it sort of just sits in your stomach. It's so, so heavy. And it's just like, you know, when you wake up, you're kind of dehydrated. Like, nothing hits, like, cereal and milk. It's just, it's the perfect breakfast. There's no beating it. And so about a year ago, I decided to recommit to cereal. But the issue was I could just never really find, like, one that's healthy. I'm vegan, too. So that cut down on, like, some of my options. And even, like, the allegedly healthy ones have a lot of sugar. But there's there's the brand I found that uh, breaks all the rules. And it's called, it's called Magic Spoon. Zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving i can't get over the zero sugar that's amazing and i don't believe it because you 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 try the you try the fruity flavor or i actually really like the blueberry and the and the frosted as well but the fruity is my favorite um it really it gives you a little bit of that fruit loops feel and it's so so delicious and yet somehow still zero sugar it tastes amazing it's honestly it's too good to be true it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb and gmo free 
All you got to do is go to magicspoon.com slash MBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code MBA at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash MBA and use the code MBA for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Let me tell you guys about one of the ultimate life hacks. It's so darn hard to find time to sit down and read and learn more. We're in quarantine. I've been alone for weeks on end. And I still like, I just, I'll, I'll read, I'll read some fiction every once in a while. A little Harry Potter, I will always delve back into that well. But to read like these meaty nonfiction self-improvement books, I, I just, I, I don't have the focus. I'm, I'm a child of the internet. It's just, it's way too much for me. That being said, I would love to get the information because I'm all about self-improvement and uh, I, I do, I treasure books and I, I treasure the knowledge they translate. So I'm looking for a solution for my problem, and I, I found the perfect one. There's an incredible app for it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist, is, it's pretty unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. It takes the best, the key to the key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like them who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that info right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. Here's a crazy number for you. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from best sellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never quite had the time to. Um, I love to use Blinkist on long bike rides. Like bike rides are usually like very like meditative for me. I can just kind of space out. But I've, I've as I've been like working my way up from like four miles at a time to eight to recently, Alex, I've been pushing it. I've been I've been hitting around like 20 miles on some of my bike rides. Um, I, I there's a little little room left over for some knowledge and like podcasts are cool, but I, I just sort of feel like I'm like wasting my time and like preoccupying my brain with with empty calories. And, and that's why I've, I've I've tried to switch to books. And, and one of the ones I wanted to check out was The Secrets of Power Negotiating by Roger Dawson. I know nothing about negotiation. I'm such a pushover normally. Um, so it, it'd be good to have like a little little intel on that. And maybe maybe I can I can subtly uh, convince people to do things I want them to do. Because isn't that all we want in life? Uh, with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price right now for a limited time. Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash MBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash MBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash MBA. Yeah, I mean, he's great with top-level players, which I, I right now, obviously, when you look at the Knicks roster, I'm not sure where that fits with the makeup of where you guys are in terms of the age demographic um, of the roster. But he's proven over time that uh, he is a good developer and coach when it comes to really top elite-level talents. We saw that with Giannis. So for all the negatives that 
uh, Bucks fans will tell you about Jason Kidd. The one positive you have to give him and have to give him credit for is the development of Giannis. Now, not all of that. Giannis works as hard as anyone, and he was probably going to get to a certain level anyway. But Jason Kidd did hand him the keys as point guard uh, during the 2015-16 season towards the end. And that really sparked the the ball handling, the passing ability, and highlighted all that stuff for Giannis. So, look, he was great for Giannis. And I think if you if you have elite, top-level young talent, which we know the Knicks probably going to have another high draft pick here, uh, along with some of the guys they already have in the roster, he might be able to take them to another level. That That's the only thing I could say. You have to hang on to that. The other thing I will say, if you are able to pick up top-level free agents down the road, Kidd is a guy that... He, he really has a good understanding with superstar-level players. Guys that are on his level as a player, he gets along really well with those guys. We see that with LeBron James uh, in LA right now. The problem for him is the guys that aren't quite on his level. He doesn't seem to be able to connect with those types of guys. Um, that, that's interesting. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Because my, my takeaway on Kid was always that, like, and this was, again, was from far out and I wasn't studying it on a day-to-day basis like you were, but it seemed like he was, like, pretty good overall as, like, a player personnel guy. And as, as you noted, in terms of development, like, I also think he deserves some credit for Chris Middleton, like a guy who who obviously wasn't incredibly highly regarded before getting to uh, Milwaukee. And then I, I guess just strategically is where I took issue with him. But um, you're saying, like, there were also, like, issues with, like, some of the non-star players on the team. Yeah, I mean, Jason Kidd's a hard-ass, and they used to practice every day. They used to play practice for hours, and he's he's really old school in that regard. I don't know whether that will change over time. We'll see. But as well as he got along with Giannis, which was, you know, obviously documented uh, when he was fired, and, and apparently Giannis was like, you know, I can I can help save your job. Giannis is a very loyal guy. But he, he didn't have that relationship with other players on the team. I remember having a conversation with Jared Dudley last season, and we were talking about the Jason Kidd era. Again, Dudley's a, a veteran player that got along with Jason Kidd and understood his approach. But Jabari Parker, as a young guy coming in, clearly uh, he had a number of injuries that curtailed his development, but he did not get along with Jason Kidd at all. They did not see eye to eye. And that, that hard-ass approach and that uh, disciplinary uh, style that Jason Kidd has, the hard practice, the running the guys into the ground, did not sit well with Jabari Parker. And uh, from what my conversation with Jared Dudley went, uh, that really uh, hindered his development. And this is the this is the tough, the difficult line you have with Jason Kidd. I don't think, I don't see him from what I saw in Milwaukee as a guy that generally gets along well with the players at all. A, a number of players, sure, veteran players, yes. Star players, perhaps, but not those fringe guys. Michael Carter-Williams was another guy that didn't, uh, that was brought in as a really talented guy. And Jason Kidd talked him up. Uh, they didn't seem to really ever have that balance. Greg Monroe uh, came here as a marquee free agent and was quickly at the door and quickly uh, out of the lineup for Miles Plumley, a guy that that was out of the league two years later. So there was a lot of problems there. I don't think uh, the message from Jason Kidd was getting through after a little while. The first season, sure, but I think that message become tired and and he really worked these guys into the ground. And I, I think long term you saw that the Bucks had completely stagnated. And within six months, a little bit of roster change for sure, but a, a true players coach in Mike Budenholzer comes in and all of a sudden they win 60 games. That, that, that was not a huge surprise to, to those that watch the Bucks closely. I, I was going to say that you, you, Mike Budenholzer was so antithetical to that idea. I remember yeah. I was listening to uh, JJ Reddick's podcast the other day and, and he was asking Pat Connaughton, he was saying, have you guys like had a full practice all year? Yeah. I, I heard you guys don't practice. And Pat Connaughton was like, yeah, we, we, we have like maybe like one a week. We also, we play wiffle ball sometimes too. <laughs> and just, yeah. just a total opposite of, of what, what you're telling me 
about uh, Jason Kidd. Um, I also I kind of wanted to get into where he's at strategically, because just again, from an outside perspective and a guy who didn't watch a ton of Bucks games, that was like the most mystifying part of his tenure to me. Obviously, he, he sort of patented that that swarming style that worked so, so well for them his, his first <laughs> season in Milwaukee, where I think they finished fourth in defense and just taking advantage of Giannis's length. And I know under the, under the old management there was sort of like the old wingspan team, like length and height over everything else. And that worked great for a season, then never seemed to work again. And it, it was it's kind of similar to Tom Thibodeau, where he had this pretty intelligent, like some would say borderline genius, like defensive innovation, but then he never really had a second move in response to that. Would, would you say that's a fair assessment? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. I personally know nothing about cars, but that that's like an idea that's always like sort of bugged me. Like, how do I know I'm genuinely getting the best deal? And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptical person. I'm a worried person. I have tons of anxiety. I always assume I'm getting ripped off. That's not a concern with Rock Auto. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. That That's really what makes Rock Auto so great. Like I, I love the idea that if I know my price range, I'm going to be able to find something great that I want. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we were the ones that sent you there. Guys, it really does help. Please do it. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the problem with the defensive style that Jason Kidd was trying to roll out, they had that success in the 2015 season. But again, it was based upon having veteran guys on that roster. And I know I've already mentioned Jared Dudley, but he was one. Uh, regardless of what you think about him as a player, he's a very vocal player on the court. If you have the chance to ever be close enough to hear him defensively, he's talking all the time. Zaza Pachulia and other guy, a really high IQ defender. So they lost those two guys after that season and the defense completely fell apart because they had a bunch of young guys that were trying to run this heavy trap in 
uh, blitz the ball handler scheme that that didn't work. And it, and it was basically you make one decent pass and you're going to find yourself with an open three point shooter. And the Bucks were continuously torched in the corners. And Jason Kidd really never went away from that ever. He was stubborn with that. He stuck with it. The Bucks defense never ever got to those levels. And again, I know you you add Brook Lopez to that team uh, in last season, but the the Bucks since swapping from Jason Kidd to Mike Budenholzer have had a historically good defense, and yeah. that happened and that happened basically through simplifying the the, the defense and not this crazy helter skelter guys running all over the place trying to recover using all this energy on defense. Uh, so I, I'd be curious to see whether Jason Kidd has learned anything from that. I would imagine he would have to. I mean, because it, it was a disaster at the end and ultimately the downfall of the team. So I would like to think through all the negatives around Jason Kidd, he's learned a lot from uh, also just being around Frank Vogel this year in the Lakers. He is a young coach and he went straight from playing to coaching. That's the one thing that I would say in his defense. Yeah, I, I was going to say offensively, it felt like a lot of the same thing where it just seems like it's so obvious like to build around Giannis. And, and a lot of times, like I, I tend to be hesitant to criticize these guys. Just my thought, and obviously this is true for Jason Kidd too, like he's forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. But that being <laughs> said, like when you when you have like a ball, like like an, a generational physical force, like a LeBron or a Giannis, or, or even, even someone like Luka Doncic who can just, who can score and run an offense to perfection. Like to me, it just seems so intuitive. All you got to do, is put shooting around that guy. We saw it with the Cavs where like at like the detriment of every other part of their team, they'd be like, Hey, we're just going to put four other shooters out there and let LeBron just pick teams apart. And and it worked even, even in 17, 18, when they weren't very good talent wise after Kyrie was traded and they had some injuries, like they were still able to reach the finals with like ancient Kyle Korver, George Hill, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, just jacking up a ton of threes. And then we've seen it work to perfection, like a better version of that in Milwaukee Giannis. Again, you look up and down the Bucks roster. Like, obviously, they have good players like Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. But it's not necessarily like the most stacked team in NBA history. And despite that, they were on pace before the regular season cut off to be one of the, like the five or six best teams we've ever seen in the regular season in the NBA. And it's because if you have someone that good, you just add shooting. And I'm just kind of curious. Do you put that more on Bucks management for not giving Jason Kidd the proper personnel to have that system? Or do you think he just didn't really realize that? Well, I think he didn't really realize that. And it sounds ridiculous to say that. But the, the simple nature of the Bucks offense, you already pointed to it. It's, it's just pace and space, which is right across the entire league. It's a very simple philosophy. And I look at the Sixers as another example with a guy like Ben Simmons. If you have this athletic freak in transition that can put the uh, grab the rebound and, and get down the floor in a matter of seconds, just have guys that will run to the corners and run to the wings and shoot threes. Like It's, it's yeah. not that hard. It's really not that hard. And Jason Kidd, for some reason, in his time with the Bucks, uh, went away from the three-point shot. He didn't like the three-point shot. He uh, he directed guys to to move into the mid-range. We know that's not how basketball's played in 2020. It was really fascinating as a sort of test case to see how this would play out. Yes, uh, last season when Mike Budenholzer came in, and a guy like Chris Middleton's a good example. One of the best mid-range shooters in the league. And under Jason Kidd, he really lived in that area. He'd post guys up, he'd shoot that turnaround. It's a really efficient shot for him, but he's also such a beautiful shooter that why wouldn't he be shooting six threes a game? Like, it, it doesn't make sense for him not to be doing that. He wasn't doing that under Jason Kidd. And he's, his development under Bud took a really long time for him to almost completely overhaul his off- offensive game from that mid-range to becoming a, a, a shooter from the outside. 
and he really struggled early last season. And now this year, uh, after that one season of shooting more threes, stepping away from the mid-range, Bud has said, okay, now that you've seen what I'm trying to do, you've seen the philosophy, you've seen pace and space, now I'm going to let you go back and, and find your spots a little bit. And he's been shooting more in the mid-range. It's just been interesting to see a player that uh, played under Jason Kidd for four years had to completely overhaul his approach to the offensive style because of the way the Bucks were playing. It was not conducive to success in, in this era. So uh, my, my big concern, and this is what you'll hear from Bucks fans. All Knicks fans will hear this in relation to Jason Kidd. They're going to mock his ability to uh, – it's uh, his, uh, what, what do I want to say here? His avoidance of the three-point shot. And then his crazy defensive style. That's what they'll tell you because he never proved an ability to change with the times. He, he just didn't. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. I remember um, before the, uh, I guess, 18-19 season, like the Bucks over under came out. And I'm not going to say like I, I wasn't calling that they were going to be the best team in the East. But I, I was just thinking like that's yeah. like the easiest bet in NBA history. Because you're just going from like the most antiquated, like backwards system on both sides of the ball to a coach who just embraces like every sort of modern essential in the NBA. And it's, it's quite literally worked out perfectly that way. And the Bucks have a great chance of taking that all the way to the NBA finals this year. Uh, before I let you go, Kane, I think, I think I have a good guess on your answer at this point, but we're, we're asking this with all these candidates. Uh, would you recommend Jason Kidd uh, to be the Knicks head coach? And, and maybe just because I can guess your answer on that. Uh, do you, do you think he deserves another shot at a head coaching job in general? Maybe as you noted with, with a star player to build around in an area where he'd really excel. Well, I mean, I think he deserves another chance. Uh, again, I think that he was still stuck in player mode and maybe it was hard for him to separate being the, the superstar, the all-star, the Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame player and then dealing with guys that, that we're never going to get to that level, which is part of the relationship building you have as a coach. So I think he deserves another chance. Uh, would I recommend him? And would I would I suggest if I'm a Knicks fan that I'd be excited about the prospect of Jason Kidd coaching? No, I would probably prefer that he got that opportunity elsewhere, uh, mm. particularly because the Knicks, you know, I mean, it, it's been a rough trot. You guys are trying to get these young uh, guys coming through. My concern would be that uh, he would turn away some of these this young talent that um, you want you, you want to develop. And as well as attracting free agents, which we know the Knicks always have their name in the hat, uh, you, need to, you need to get these young guys and you need to develop that talent. And my concern would be that he wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with, like, it's commonly said, and I think it's true, like, superstars often don't make very good coaches because they can't really relate to 95% yeah. of the players. Larry Bird, notable exception, three years, very, very good. Um, Kane, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, before I let you go, uh, can, can you let people know where they can find you on, on social media and, and where they can find your latest work? Yeah, so you can just get me on Twitter. I'm always on there, at Kane Pittman, K-A-N-E. And uh, outside of that, I don't know how much interest there is in, in the Milwaukee Bucks, but uh, I am the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast, so you can hear me rambling on there daily as well. You know, you've made a good case because I think uh, I think Knicks fans, especially like with this restart, we're, we're obviously not going to be a part of it. Uh, they need they need a second team to pick. And Milwaukee, like I just think it's very innocuous. Like there's no history of animosity between them and the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, Knicks fans have pipe dreams, obviously will not happen, of convincing Giannis to come to New York in 2021. So a great team for Knicks fans to listen to. Go follow Kane on Twitter and go check out Locked on Bucks. Thanks again, Kane. Anytime, man. Thank you. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.